Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 53 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John Georgia, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, it's it's officially playoff time. It is. We're done with play-ins, and now we'll play off. Um, It's exciting. It's true. Uh, and now's the time we've been waiting for since February, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I've been, since the second the season started, I was like, when's playoffs? Come on, give them to me. Uh, but yeah, we got, we both went uh, 50-50 on our play-in picks. We got London right, but we did not get the Guangzhou charge right as the Seoul Dynasty ended up beating them. Um, but before we get into those two games, Joe, let's start off with the first two games on Friday. Um, I think the first one was a little closer or a little not closer than I thought it was going to be, but I did expect this result. The Guangzhou charge beat the Chengdu hunters four to one, uh, a fan favorite Chengdu hunters team eliminated then and there gone Joe. So sad. Rest in peace. Um, but it really seemed like they had no chance there. Um, as Guangzhou charge. So just took care of, took care of them. I mean, after this game, did you think there was any chance Seoul was going to beat uh, Guangzhou? They looked pretty dominant in this. They did, yeah. It was, it was a really, really solid um, the handling of Chengdu, I think is fair to say. Um, I mean, it, the one map Chengdu took, um, they're on Horizon. You know, that was sort of the one bright spot in there. But, um, but it, actually, like a lot of these series this weekend, um, you, you know, the... the uh, Mangjo started off strong to, to the first two maps, but I mean, basically through this whole series, it was just the story of um, um, of Nero versus Jinmu, basically. Um, and it's interesting because um, I know I've I've mentioned this in previous weeks that like um, noticing the difference between the way we talk about these matches in like stage four and postseason versus. We were talking about matches in, um, like the earlier part of the season, you know, stage one through stage three, um, that were back to. I, I, I was uh, one of the Elo Hella esports analysts. I think I was watching one of their videos um, that described it well. That we're essentially back in a DPS carry meta, <laughs> is what he called it. That um, that um, j- just based on the way um, you, you know, call it the way the game is tuned. Call it the way. Um, the game is played, you know, call it the way the game is balanced, whatever. But uh, it is, by and large, in basically every case, that the the DPS players are oftentimes the ones that, that set the story and set the pace for the match. And so, yeah, talking about Chengdu versus Guangzhou, I think it's still definitely true. Um, again, just talking about uh, Jinmu versus Nero on the Farah in particular, um, and yeah, just the the former wasn't having any of it. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, I completely agree with you. I, I I am basically defaulting to talk about DPS at this point uh, because they're they are the story. It seems uh, once again, which is great. I think that makes for, makes for great Overwatch because it's pretty easy to point out which DPS player is doing doing well. Pretty easy for for the casual viewer to to realize, oh, that person's really good. 
Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why all the casual viewers liked the this meta a lot better. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, both these teams have fantastic DPS players. Um, what was I going to say about Guangzhou's DPS? Uh, that they were playing Eileen um, oh, instead yeah. of Happy, instead of Happy, which is which was a big change. Uh, but it's mainly because they didn't want to go widow stuff like that that happy was going i'm I, i'm guessing um so and and, and this i was gonna say uh, that reminds me talking about um happy versus eileen i mean eileen's dune fist was on fire in oh, both yeah. the series that guangzhou played mm-hmm. but um in particular the map that guangzhou lost against chengdu uh horizon was that was the one map they brought happy in um and but particularly was playing uh uh, some ash on uh, horizon defense which i thought that was interesting we don't usually see a lot of that but uh, clearly that wasn't a, a super successful strategy yeah uh it seemed like the doom fist the doom fist was out this week that is for sure um and it was enjoyable there i mean eileen obviously played it very well uh a bunch of players played it very well um, but this uh, this didn't work out too well for uh, for Guangzhou in the end. The one the one map that Happy played against Seoul, they tied uh, Horizon yeah. Lunar Lunar Colony tied five five. Um, which <laughs> it, it feel I know I like this first to first to four rule better, Joe. But it still feels weird when a map ties and it's just like thrown away. It still feels bad. It's just like. Dang, you kind of just wasted that time. Yeah, it just feels like it's uh, like the only purpose this served was just to tire out the players, basically. It, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I guess it makes I guess it makes sense. I'm not sure if it does, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The next game was Shanghai Dragons versus your Philadelphia Fusion. Rest in peace to your your team, Joe. I'm so sorry. Uh, this was a game that uh, I think both of us thought the Philadelphia Fusion were going to win. Uh, I picked Shanghai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> you you had no confidence in your team. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, basically the story here. I think. Um, because we talked about going into it, sort of laying out this matchup, talking about uh, the weaknesses Shanghai has seen in um, you know earlier parts of um, the, the the later part of the season, like stage four, um, in particular, the really weaknesses against um, you know some of the things that they're good at, which is ironic. Uh, but you, you know the the far widow, the the sort of split. Um, Split DPS strategies that they're not super good at. at um, um, they're, they're not super good at um, countering, but at the same time, um, we're uh, um, playing against a Philly team that I think is a little bit too um, rigid. I think for their own good. Um, I mean, with this series we saw a lot of like May Reaper still from them, which. Um, um, which again with the Arisa Sigma because uh, that's the other thing we haven't explicitly said is that um, it's just Arisa Sigma was like 95% of the tank compositions this weekend um, uh, but, but, but yeah the May Reaper as opposed to the, the Doofist or the McCree or the Farah um, that w- 
was like super prevalent in lots of the of these other play in teams. Um, and it, I think it did sort of cost them. I mean, part of the reason they're um, the teams are moving away from the May, I think, is um, you know just because of all these barriers now. I mean, um, May's got a projectile, and she's got a projectile um, like cloud thing, but but neither of those um, can get through barriers. I don't think actually. As I say that, I don't know if um, May left click can go through a barrier or not. But um, it's certainly a lot less effective um, when you're running compositions like these. Anyway. But so yeah, Philip's going a lot of that way, but then not able to um, counter the the Shanghai style that was definitely so prevalent. Um, and they did draw a map as well. So <laughs> again, with the sort of drainingly long series all the way to seven maps. Yeah, there were a lot of map draws at this weekend. Um, expect more here in the playoffs, but uh, it's been interesting that both of these metas so far in two 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 have been the tank line has been last time was Arissa Hog, this time Arissa Sigma, and then the DPS have always countered sort of that tank line. Like last last time, May was a good counter to the the pulled pork, um, so that people were playing May. And this time, Sigma, Arissa, Farah, and uh, Doomfist, super good at they don't they don't care about barriers. Doomfist just goes into the back line, uh, right through bar- barriers, and then Farah just flies over them. So it's been inter- interesting that people have been building these tank lines, and then they're like, okay, but how 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 do we counter this tank line with our DPS? Um, so it's interesting. I think that I think. The DPS chosen uh, this week are the main... I mean, DPS are our saviors, Joe, basically. <laughs> They're the main reason it was still entertaining. Despite, I mean, I think people were overblowing this shield meta, to be honest. I, everyone w- was very worried uh, for no reason. It, it certainly takes some getting used to to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially with the... Uh, the way Sigmas are playing, like constantly recalling and resending their shield, yeah. uh, it, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of visual stuff. But uh, once you sort of get used to it, which if you watch any of last week's games or this week's games, I'm sure you'll get used to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it'll get easier as we go. I'm sure. Yep, like it always does. Um, but yeah, Shanghai Dragons beat the philly fusion in seven maps but it was four to two this was my match to rewatch because joe took the obvious match match to rewatch which we'll talk about next um so yeah let's talk about that next because the next game was shanghai versus london which was by far the best game this past week london ended up winning four to three but it went eight maps and joe this is the first map our first game to ever go eight maps in overwatch league which i did not know I did not know that was that was, I thought it happened before for some reason. Uh, yeah, it was I, long. I mean, again, because of a draw, of course. Yeah. <laughs> On King's Row this time, which, oh, my God, was so frustrating because for Shanghai, because they it felt like they easily could have won that map. Um, they were so close there. They had like two and a half minutes to just get that one court, one third of the point on King's Row. They couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it was it, it, this whole series was crazy. I mean, obviously um, Shanghai coming off their first round match and then London with a bye, um, so, you know, so you gotta assume that helped a little bit that they could at least watch the the Philly match and, and see sort of what's up. 
um, notably London and then also Seoul later, but um, London um, was playing their um, their Sigma on their main tank player. In this case, um, it was Jester playing Sigma and uh, Fury on Orisa instead of all the other um, all the other teams again, except for Seoul um, that had it the other way around that playing Sigma with their their off tank player. I don't know what uh, you know advantages or disadvantages there might be there, but um, but but I think both. Uh, uh, I mean, Jester's just Jester, so he's he's a he's a he's a good tank player. But I would compliment in particular Fury on the Orisa mm-hmm. uh, playing like he's played her for forever, which he probably has, but not <laughs> a lot in in professional matches. Uh, it's, it's cool to watch, and lots of lots of good defenses too. Um, oh yeah, uh, in the series, like Numbani went to one point. Uh, Hanamuro at one point. I mean, that's that's the exciting stuff. But they'd be wild the series all the way to yeah, map eight point three on Ilios. <laughs> yeah, all the way down there. Oh yeah. Um, and this map. I mean, this match started pretty London favored. They were up three to one, and then Shanghai just turned on the Jets once they were like, okay, dang, get on that Farah and mess up some people and. Um, that's actually my MVP of the week, despite Shanghai losing, uh, because I don't think Shanghai would have been even close to this map eight without Ding, which I I think he's I think he's the man on Farah. I think he's the best Farah in the league. So he he single handedly carried with some of his amazing plays towards the end of the series. Just unfortunately could not pull it out in the end there on Ilios, uh, and they were so close on that map. Uh, it was I think. The the first point was very Shanghai dominant, basically. And then the second point was very Shanghai dominant. It was 99-0. London flipped it and reversed it. And then it was it was London from there on. Um, so, yeah, London moving into the playoffs, the first team to move into the playoffs. And, I mean, people were saying, saying this was a grand finals worthy series right here, Joe. Do you think... Do you think it was? Do you think these are the two of the best teams in this meta? Uh, it's it's hard to say. I mean, um, I, I think um, arguably, like, we didn't see him play, but I think arguably um, it would have been cool to see, like, a Seoul-Shanghai series um, to, to see how they would have stacked up. Because, again, they did look really nice um, in the, the series that we'll talk about next. But... Um, it, uh, I mean, certainly in the play-ins. I mean, this is this was a really, a really good series. Obviously, that uh, you know, I only hope that uh, the grand finals, uh, you know, are as exciting as this. And in fact, uh, I was uh, just talking to you earlier when we were doing our our uh, playoff predictions, and I was asking, are there going to be super finals if whoever uh, wins in the losers bracket uh, comes back and defeats the 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 champion of the winners bracket, uh, it, and I think the conclusion we came to was probably not, which is unfortunate. But uh, but wouldn't that be a way to end end the season though? <laughs> is to uh, is for a series to go all the way to super finals? That would be crazy. Yeah, I know. I, I I don't know why they don't just. I mean, I guess it's another. So are all these all these series? I'm assuming are going to be best or first of four. Maybe I can't remember. Actually, I, I think the losers bracket ones might be first to three. First, but to all the rest, all the rest are first to four. I think. Okay. Um. So I guess it would be, 
it would be another like two hour event in Philly if they two to three hour event if they're like okay another best another first to four. It's true. They would probably have to make it a different day and all that fun stuff, which they can't really do on the fly. But it's still unfortunate, like you said. If um, if it is the the um, the team from loser bracket that comes out and wins the grand finals, but then you know leaving with each team with one loss, uh, but then they would get the title. That would uh, <laughs> you said so. It, you know, people are going to be mad about that if that happens. Yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, if someone. I, if if the shock like win the entire winners bracket and then they lose in the championship, like everyone's gonna be mad because both of the teams are gonna have lost one game in the playoffs. So Yeah, I guess that's a question for the twenty ninth. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, and I, I, I have, I have, a, I have a strong feeling that this is going to happen, Joe. This feels like the year it would happen that, that that someone would come from the losers bracket to win it all. I, I just, I just have a feeling it's going to happen, Joe, and everyone's going to be mad. Um, honestly, but yeah. go ahead, Joe. I'll I'll, I was going to say, I think we're, uh, yeah, we'll definitely know more um, about that. You know how close we may or may not be to that. Uh, after this week, I mean, uh, we got four days of competition and every team will play twice. So that's, or I think, uh, maybe, maybe no, we, we only go through this in my finals, I think. So uh, most of the teams will play twice this weekend. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll know a lot more for sure. Uh, but if I were, if, if I were in Philly and, and they were like, you get to stay another two hours for this hype second series here. I would, I would be hyped personally. I would be like, hell yeah. Um, bring it home. I think everyone would want a super finals, Joe. That's, that's what everyone hopes for when, especially in like, like fighting games, like super smash bros and stuff. People, people are looking for that, for that, for that bracket reset, uh, is what they call it over there. So, I, I mean, I, I'd be down, but that's a lot of that's a lot of overwatch so it makes sense yeah maybe they do an uh official one or an unofficial one afterwards or something <laughs> yeah um yeah just be yeah i guess the, i guess the reason they didn't do it was they were like well we can't just book the wells fargo center for another day um but then just it, in case yeah just in case <laughs> and then if it doesn't happen it's like oh and we can't have people buy tickets just in case um yeah I, the only way i see that happening is i mean last year they did i mean i guess it wasn't best of seven it wasn't first of four series in the finals but last year they did have they were going to have the possibility of them playing two series in one day um but london's too good apparently so that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Soul. They're they're going to the playoffs too, and I, I got to admit, as a Soul doubter, they're good, Joe. They look good. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Um, like I sort of mentioned, there's they were also a team that were playing um, their main tank on the Sigma, which I guess in this case was Marvel. Um, and Michelle on Arissa. Is that right? No, they say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, another drawn map. Surprise, surprise. Also Horizon, uh, which went all the way to five points, which was like six rounds if you're keeping track at home. That was a really long map. But uh, 
uh, again with the ash defense that didn't work out particularly well but um but yeah no soul looked really nice in this series i think um to an extent well do i want to say that i don't know i was gonna say um that in fact it was more one-sided than the the score line looks um like map point wise but uh, i don't know i might say that i might not it's hard to say it but <laughs> but uh, um but my mvp so number one this is my series to go back and rewatch question mark no that was the london shanghai one to go back and rewatch uh but my mvp does come from this series um gotta give it to fleta off of soul dynasty again with the dps creating storylines um that he was just a monster <laughs> basically this whole series um and again, trying to control um, the DPS of Guangzhou in particular, uh, with uh, particularly you know uh, Nero's Farah, Eileen's Doomfist, stuff like that. Um, that uh, Fleda's McCree in particular, which can sort of do both <laughs> with the flashbang and the and the hitscan primary fire, um, but also uh, take it to this guy's himself some that uh, just just really successful in uh, making a lot a lot of these. Um, big playmakers off of, off of Guangzhou like non uh, non issues for the rest of his team and, and let the rest of his team come in and, and do what they need to do um, which again I think is sort of the play in, in this meta that um, if you can if you can shut those those key players down you're gonna have a lot of success yeah and I think it's interesting that in the game before London versus Shanghai um London was struggling with their McCree to to shut down Ding's Farah. Um, and then we go into this game and Flutta is having no issue doing that. Uh, I think it just shows how good Flutta actually can be and is. I think this season he has been a lot less consistent than he was last season, but clearly he is now turning up. Clearly he is here. Um, and I... I, I very much agree with your MVP pick. Uh, I, I think Fleta, Fleta, Fleta's meta, of course. It's true. They say that, and and it's true. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's not a lie. That's why they say it, Joe. <laughs> they ain't lying. Um, yeah, but Soul Dynasty four to one. I I expected Guangzhou Charge to win this game, or at least make it close. Um, and they did not do that. Uh, I also really liked Guangzhou Charge in Stage 4, but a, a little bit more um, with Happy out there. Happy clearly not as good in this in this meta. Uh, and very, it's unfortunate when a map ties, but also a map goes six rounds and ties because then it's just like and then uh, ties. We just wasted like we just wasted such a long time. Yeah, well, and you can see it on their faces too of of the players, like when they're when they're uh, running into that situation, and then you just have to sit there and take it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the solution to this is, but map ties not fun. All right. Anything else to talk about this play in week? Did you enjoy it? There was new like graphics on the big board stuff like that. They're going all out. To, to switch up their style a little bit. It's true for the postseason. Well, and it's the 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 last games ever they keep saying at Blizzard Arena. So, rip. They gotta give it a good send off. 
I was hoping LA Gladiators would make it their home, but apparently they're also going to be playing in downtown LA, which I will also take um, since that is right near my home as well. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, Blizzard Arena, we're going to miss that big board. I swear we are going to, everyone is going to be missing that big board. Maybe they'll be imitators. <laughs> everyone goes with the big board. Joe, you just made my life a lot better. I hope everyone does it. Um, but some of these arenas don't seem big enough. Like the Novo, where the LA Valiant played, the stage was very, very small. Did not seem like it was big enough. That's to true. They had to sort of angle everybody just to fit them all on the stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's... I mean, we'll, we'll hopefully we get some amazing last games here for Blizzard Arena. Just these two weeks, because... Grand Finals, of course, are in Philly. Um, That's true. Yeah, let's let's move on to uh, the Internet Hulk's award. Dennis Havelka. How do you spell? How do you say his last name again? Havelka. Sure. Yes. I'm not sure. The Dennis Havelka Award. Um, the winner was Custa, and Mickey came out there, uh, talked about since he was the winner last year. Talked all about uh, Internet Hulk again. Um, and then it was, it was given to Custa. Do you think this man was worthy, Joe? I, I do. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, there were names thrown around on the internet, you know, talking about, um, Custa, maybe Gamsu off of, uh, Shanghai Dragons. It sounds like it was probably another good choice, potentially. Um, uh, there was somebody else in my head that I forget who it was. But, um, but, but, you know, Cust is a great choice. I mean, um, coming over to LA Valiant and like mid season last year, right? Is that, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to be, um, a rock for that roster through all of the craziness, um, that was the LA Valiant season too. I mean, um, he's got a great history in the program, obviously. Um, cause he was, he also played for Envy for a while, right? Question mark. Um, uh, I, I don't like, recall him was, playing were for he and, Were he and Mickey ever properly teams, uh, or properly teammates? I think he, well, he played. For, yeah, he played for Dallas Fuel last year. Before he played for Fuel, before he played for for the Valiant. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm trying to think about um, just pre. I can't Internet uh, Hulk though too. Yeah. Oh, Internet Hulk. Mm. Uh, it looks like maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Custa was ever on Envy. I think he was picked up with the fuel. Um, yeah. um, but I guess my point was though that it was cool to um to you know it's presented there to Custa by a former teammate, um obviously who's um, but you know personally had a had a big uh big effect from Internet Hulk and so. Uh, maintaining that in through uh, the the new season and the second award, that was cool to see. Oh yeah, um, I definitely think Custa deserves it. I mean, I, I also love Custa as a person in esports content. I also love Custa as a as a as a content man because he does that whole show for the Los Angeles Valiant every week, uh, and. As a person who uh, was was with Echo Fox this past season, I wish 
one of our players was like custom and wanted to do something like that, but they all did not want to do any content. So uh, shouts to Custa for that too. Uh, but yeah, I think Custa's very deserving of this award. Speaking of awards, Joe, they they heard our pleas when we said, <laughs> when we said, hey, Pine doesn't really deserve to be an all-star. He hasn't played. They heard us and they said, okay, we'll, true. we'll come out with Roll Stars, which is actually voted on by general managers, head coaches, broadcast talent, and members of the media based uh, the players that they voted on were based off the player impact rating, which I don't know if we talked about on the show, did we? Something Captain Planet devised, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a nice little stat that Captain Planet devised using lots of stats to make one stat um <laughs> a captain it's the the mathematician's dream exactly um i haven't seen too much of it since he since he devised it though and came up with that that was in july and july i haven't seen too much of it since then um but uh, this is the first i'm seeing of it since then <laughs> because they used it yeah. to choose the nominees for this um, but they did uh, for each role. I think they did four players for each role, uh, being DPS tank and support. Um, first, true. damage. Um, so it seems like most of this is is based in um, stage four, rooted in stage four, and that makes sense, especially for damage because we did not see that <laughs> too much the first three stages. Uh, but we have Corey, Ding, Hoxall, and Sinatra. Um, and and they gave some signature stats too, which I really like. Uh, I like Corey's stats. First and final blows per ten minutes as Hanzo in team fights. First in hero damage per ten minutes as Hanzo in team fights. First in elimination rate as Hanzo. First in elimination rate as Widowmaker. First and final blows per ten minutes as Widowmaker in team fights. That's pretty good, Joe. It is. I mean, that's that's your that's your sniper carry right there, um, and, and I think uh, probably Ding and Sinatra are like um, uh, season wide too, mm-hmm. and rather than uh, talking about just focusing on stage four. Um, but but yeah, maybe Hawksaw and Corey um, are also good additions for that. Um, yeah, it's sort of because it is, you know, unfortunately, the way it's sort of come out is like the tale of of two chunks of the season as far as, uh, you know, which teams are good, which players are good and that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's good. Good DPS picks. That's for sure. It's funny because two of two of uh, Hoxall's stats are actually for his brig. First in hero damage for 10 minutes as brig. <laughs> first and healing for 10 minutes as brig <laughs> so <laughs> looks like hoxel's a brig um you don't like to see that for him and then sinatra of course has some zari on there uh, but he is first in hero damage per 10 minutes as all heroes in team fights sinatra is first in hero damage as any hero sinatra yeah i don't know if that means first as every hero or presumably or like every hero he's played maybe or probably it's just um first like overall uh, out of the total heroes he's played yeah just no matter what hero he's playing he is getting damaged compared to all of the heroes that other people play i would assume yes but still that's it's very impressive (laughs) oh yeah um that's for sure i wouldn't be surprised 
Oh, should we do real quick MVP predictions? Because you said that's probably happening. This probably happening t- tonight, right? I believe that's where I read somewhere. Yeah, for season MVP, and then sometime this week they're doing uh, Rookie of the Year too. Okay, well, I brought that up because I think Sinatra should win MVP. So that's my prediction. What's your prediction, Jeff? I, I think so too. I mean, out of the sort of less than perfectly representative options that they've that they've given for us, um, the, the, yeah, the, I think I think I would have would have given that to uh, Sinatra as well, and uh, some of his other uh, season MVP candidates are on this list of role stars. So it's not um, it's not so crazy to say that that could still happen for sure. Yes. Uh, so let's keep reading the list then. Uh, well, they did have they did have like honorable mentions here at the end. They said DM Erster, Jinmu, and Rascal uh, uh, deserve to be mentioned. They didn't make the top four cut. All reasonable people for sure, uh, especially Erster, Rascal, g- great stage four players for sure. So um, next we got Tank. Some more San Francisco Shock people with Choi Obin. We got Gushue for Hangzhou Spark. We got Mano for Excelsior. And then another San Francisco Shock player, of course, Super. Um, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Gushue, of course, getting, still getting love from, from the people. Uh, his In his signature stat, he is not first in any category, Joe. So that's, that's pretty sad. That's always comforting, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, these, I mean, uh, these four players, they deserve it. I mean, super's not first in any stat either, but Mono has the most first he's first in final blows per 10 minutes as a Reinhardt first in team fight win rate as Reinhardt first in team fight win rate with earth shatter 70% of the fights where Mono has earth shatter. They win Joe. That's crazy. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's insane. I I would like to think to myself when I'm on stage with Bono. Okay, Bono has Earth Shatter. We have a seventy percent chance to win this team fight. No matter how many, no matter what other alts we have, we have a seventy percent chance to win. Yeah, you you think that's you know it seems low if like you're just thinking about it as a number, but like actually in Overwatch, that it's that's actually really good. Oh yeah, because it feels like team fights are like 50-50 almost, even if it's a good team versus a bad team. Like the bad team's still going to win team fights. So, um it's pretty it's pretty good to be 20% over 50% there. So, especially with Earth Shatter that I I think pe- most people would not consider Earth Shatter a game uh, like a team fight winning alt. Like I don't every time I'm like, "Uh-oh, they have Earth Shatter, they're going to win." Like it takes someone like Mano to to say that. That's true. Um, honorable mentions: uh, Among Bumper, Furry, and uh, Janu. Uh, yeah, that that interested me. Was there are no Vancouver Titans uh, here? Mostly San Francisco Shock people. Um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Gushway. I think maybe Bumper deserved that over him. I don't know. I mean, Bumper's been obviously slowing down since since the beginning, but yeah. Well, and um, and Gushway was super good in the 2018 World Cup. I mean, that's where sort of everybody learned his name. But yeah, I always I always felt like um, th- that was sort of his peak. I think in the last year or so. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, 
but apparently his his player his player rating must be pretty high his player impact rating um and he and he's up here he's up here and everybody knows him so i'll, I'll give him the props he's a roll star joe okay supports idk i think this is very deserving um kareev uh moth and twilight um no jonak on there joe he's not a roll star yeah i mean he was mvp last season and look where we're at i think he was one of the honorable engines though yeah uh below yeah but uh yeah i mean it's it's uh it's been a season where like that kind of um that kind of like Zenyatta enabling sort of New York season one type of style hasn't been as um, productive. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what we get from it. Oh yeah. Um, But if you take a look at all the signature stats of these four players, it's interesting because when you look at uh, Kareev, Kareev, obviously he's an amazing Ana. Um, but he's 10th in team fight win rate as on Why do you even include that stat? That's like very middle of the league there. <laughs> um, it's a 10th out of probably 20. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or 22 or something. Yeah. But yeah, that's not exactly impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was f- 51% too. So <laughs> <laughs> if, if Kareem is playing on a, you're only very slightly. Um, at an advantage compared to just a coin flip about whether you're going to win the team fight. Like, wow, that's so impressive. <laughs> which is unfortunate, but he did get first in enemy slip for 10, which yeah. I mean, when I think Kareem I think of sleep darts, so Absolutely. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, Moth, and, Moth and Twilight have much more impressive stats, but IDK and Kareem have some weird, like IDK is 7th in team fight win rate as Lucio. Like that's pretty. That's pretty near the middle of the league. So I don't know why they're giving us that. Uh, but Moth was first in team fight win rate as Lucio with fifty eight percent. Second in team fight win rate with Amplification Matrix seventy one percent, and then Twilight was first in hero damage per ten minutes as Zenyatta. First in team fight win rate as Zenyatta. So it looks like Twilight's the new Jonak here, Joe. He's he's the Zenyatta. Most of his stats here are for his Zenyatta. It's true. And all of them are for damage and not healing. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he doesn't heal. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, but the honor roll mentions here were Jonak, Shu, Slime, and Violet. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think all the, I think this is great. I think they need to do this every year because clearly the fans who vote don't watch the league or something and all vote for Pine. Um, yeah. Oh, and in fact, I. Uh, there's this last line that I didn't notice when I saw this article originally. It says the uh, 2019 Overwatch League Roll Stars will receive special recognition during the 2020 season. So keep an eye out on uh, Twitter for an announcement soon. It says. Interesting. But uh, but that's new. I don't know what that. I don't know what that might be. I don't know if they're gonna. Maybe they'll all get skins or something. That would be, be that would be crazy. I don't think they should get skins because that's too many players. I think they should get. Yeah. <laughs> maybe something on their jersey, maybe like a patch or something, like I'm the guy. Like it's just like a star. Yeah, well in fact if you go up to the top of that page it's the the graphic it, it looks like little patches with like a star. 
Oh, yeah. Um, and, and the roll icon. Yeah, so maybe it'll be something related to that. I don't know. Maybe they get that patch so Corey would get a patch that has that DPS logo on it, on his on his uh, jersey, and everyone knows he's a roll star. Yeah. I like it. Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see. Uh. Oh, this next piece of news is my favorite. So I watched the Nintendo Direct yesterday. I'm a big Nintendo Switch fanboy. I have a Nintendo Switch. Um, Fantastic Nintendo Direct, by the way, if you're a Nintendo fan. Um, But Overwatch was was the leader. It was it was right out the gate. They were like, okay, Overwatch for Switch. It's coming. It's coming out. uh, And next month too, uh, October fifteenth. God. I, I I'm still debating in my head whether or not I want I want to purchase this, but the main reason would obviously be I could play Overwatch on the go. Um, it's crazy, yeah. It's funny. October fifteenth, uh, just like every other major thing in Overwatch uh, happens on a Tuesday, uh, <laughs> is when this is when this game will drop. But uh, but yeah, it was super cool. I assume it'll be like a similar sort of like restricted. Um, player base like whether you can play only um, with other switch players or maybe only other console players i don't know but uh notably there are motion controls <laughs> they uh they included that in the in the trailer like you can yeah steer steer um, r- steer junk rats tires and turn around like you're actually shooting Widowmaker's sniper rifle and stuff like that yeah which i don't know if it'd be able to ever use but <laughs> it's kind of cool <laughs> I don't think anyone ever will. Um, maybe, I don't know. I might try it for a second. <laughs> that would be, I, I think that I, I liked Tilt uh, in Splatoon, another shooter game, I guess. It's a third person shooter. They have Tilt controls and that is the way to go for Splatoon. So I'll, I'll try out, I'll try out this, this Tilt controls for Overwatch for aiming. It, it might be, Honestly, if you get really good at it, you might just have a better advantage compared to people using the controllers um, because it is quicker. It's it's closer to a mouse than it is to the 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 joysticks on a controller because you can quickly move. Um, so it's true. I guess maybe finer adjustments too. Yeah, exactly. So I, I imagine that could end up being the way to go, but it obviously is more annoying when you have to physically move around. Yeah. It's very hard to say. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was pulling out for Tracer and Super Smash Bros. I was like, it's going to happen. They're going to put an Overwatch hero in Super Smash, but it didn't happen, Joe. Um, it's still possible to happen. They announced that there's going to be more DLC characters in the future, but... Didn't happen quite yet. That's right. And now there's the ability, at least. Um, what do you mean? The door has been opened. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because they, they're they there on Switch. Jeff Kaplan, I'm sure he would love to see one of these characters in Smash. I don't think there's any Blizzard characters in Super Smash Bros. So they, they got to I mean, Blizzard's an iconic company. They got to reach out to Blizzard and get someone, I feel like. At least a World of Warcraft person or something like that. It's true. Okay. Competitive season 18 is working now. It's happening again. It, they they were like, okay, we got to take this thing down. Um, and now now it's coming back out. What was the reason why it, it was taken down again? It was 
it was some weird uh, matchmaking bug, like the um, matchmaking and placements. Like there were um, pros on streams that were getting placed like plat, um, just right out of the gate, or um, you, you know, it was like they they got placed in plat, and then it was like you know two SR every time they won or something, something ridiculous like that. Really, really bad matchmaking. So I don't know what the, I don't know what the deal was for sure. Uh, I'm sure somebody at Blizzard with more technical knowledge than I do probably knows. But uh, but yeah, so they eventually they just canned the whole thing, and then it was a couple days delay. And but it's back now. It's back. And I think that and I think they reset everything too. So you'll have to get replaced if you were replaced briefly and stuff like that. I, I'm definitely going to get on that probably today. Today will be my Overwatch day. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was hilarious seeing all these, <laughs> the pro players placing like plat, um, in their main role. <laughs> Cause they're not as good as we thought, Joe. Yeah. And for a while people thought, oh, is this just the, the like MMR reset that we've been <laughs> asking for, for however long. Um, but again, that would mean that, um, there would be like larger jumps after each game. Um, for a while, and, and so that's probably not what happened. And I think, in fact, somebody, um, I want to say on the forums or something, one of the devs confirmed that that's not what happened. But okay, uh, but yeah, so but it's working now. It's, it should be all good. And so, and it, it's also on. Rollock is on quick play now too. Um, I think they added that a little bit before, um, but for a while it wasn't. But it is now. And so there's classic quick play in the arcade, which is no rollock. Yep. Rollock is the future now, Joe. It, it is the norm of this game. It's fully implemented. Exciting stuff. Uh, Overwatch World Cup. If you haven't been listening to this show, we've been going over the Overwatch World Cup team slowly but surely, just leading up to that big event in November at BlizzCon. Uh, and it's all happening at BlizzCon this year. So no no qualifiers, no long... I mean, last year it started in August, I think. So uh, this time around... Because yeah, well, there is some sort of preseason something, but we don't really know the details of that yet. And it's not um, live. Okay. Is, it, is that like... The or, or, or they might get streamed, but it's not, it's not LAN. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, not LAN very interesting but if you want to hear yeah, us it, okay good oh, if you yeah, i forget there was a there was a description of that somewhere when it came out but yeah there's because out of all the teams that are eligible they have to somehow come up with the ones that are actually going to blizzcon uh, and so it's the top five from last year are automatically coming and then there's some sort of tournament thing to determine the other five gotcha um but yeah, if you want to hear us talk about South Korea, Canada, China, France, United States, United Kingdom, uh, we talked about that on our last episode. This time, we're going to talk about first Australia, uh, DPS, C- CKM, and Leet Up. Tanks are trill. It's I. I eat up. Oh, I eat up. Makes sense. Yeah. He eats up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, tanks, trill. Dow's Fuel, uh, obviously. Then you got Punk. He's on Uprising Academy. Supports Tongue. <laughs> Very nice name. <laughs> Warrior Esports. And Hunter uh, from Order. This is a very different team, I believe. <laughs> um, besides Trill and Punk and CKM. All all the same. No Custa. Did Custa say he wasn't going to play? 
Ah, uh, he might have. Yeah, he, you know, he might have been one of those one of those players that just yeah deliberately pulled out. I'm not sure. Okay, um, but yeah, three three of the same players. We got we got some new faces here um, that I know nothing about. I know nothing about I eat up. I know nothing about tongue or hunter. Uh, but they have nice names. Yeah, looking on the, um, uh, uh, looking on the Wikipedia page for the team, it looks like IEDP was playing DPS in 2017, uh, for the Overwatch team, or for the Aust- Team Australia in the World Cup. Oh, uh, so he's coming back after a year off. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and they, they their seventh player, um, like we've talked about, some of these other teams are doing. Their seventh player is in fact their coach. Uh, coach of Talon Esports, which now that I think about it, I think it's a Pacific team. Yeah, uh, it's a Pacific team, but they're uh, he's coaching the team Australia. Nice. Um, Australia last year, if you if the listeners don't remember, Australia was in the top eight. Uh, they got fifth actually out of eight, so they were they were. Oh wait, maybe that's not how it's listed on Liquipedia. I'm just being. They lost to South Korea in the first round, three zero, and that's all we got to see of them. Uh, but I think technically they get fifth because Korea won it all. So that's that's what I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, that's Australia. I mean, they 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 made top eight. At least they made top eight. Uh, so we'll see if they. I mean, they got no custa this year. We'll see if they're they if they're able to. Uh, Make it this time. Trill Trill is Overwatch League talent this time around, so maybe he'll be a leader. Next, we have Sweden, who they actually did not make the top eight last year, Joe, and uh, they weren't close in their qualifier. They ended up getting fourth, so they didn't even get third. They got fourth in their qualifier. They weren't close to that top two, yeah. uh, and it was actually the same out of, qualifier out of six. I want to say yes. It was yeah. it was actually the same qualifier as Australia. Um, it was a tough qualifier, I feel like, because you had, it, especially compared to, it was like a group of deathish because you had Spain, Sweden, Australia, and China, four teams who I feel like have been in top eights before, and you also had Thailand here, um, which was of course where Mickey, uh, and they were the host country, so you had a lot of good teams in this one. But uh, this year they got Snillo from Fusion University. They have Rat. They have um, Erky from Angry Titans. They got Lulsish from Lulsish and Ellie Vote from Washington Justice. They were both picked up towards the end of the season. Here, you got Gustav from Shoes Money Crew EU, um, and then you have Ebs Eps from Revival. I, I love these names, Joe. These names are amazing. Um, but this is a this is a very 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 different team, Joe, from last year. <laughs> um, they absolutely and from from all of the years from sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, completely different. Oh yeah, Sweden. Sweden has some new players. Or Snillo is the only one returning from last year's roster. You got people like Manatin reinforcing Chips, Chips Ian, of course. All three of those players, I mean, reinforced did not wasn't on a team last year either. But all three of those players are no longer on teams still. Um, you have no Tavik, uh, and then yeah, I mean, no Luddy, who uh, that that's Mendo's Mendo's brother. I remember 
I think he's in American contenders now. But uh, yeah, this is we've got a bunch of new players, and we'll we'll finally we we didn't get to see Lol. Well, did we get to see Lolsish and Ellie vote that much in in Owl? In stage four, no, they had uh, like visa issues or something, oh, so yeah. they won't be playing until next season. Yes, I remember that now. So we'll 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 be seeing them in the Overwatch World Cup. Um, I mean, I think it's good that Sweden has basically done a reset here and said, okay, let's find new players uh, because they didn't do too well last year. So hopefully they'll be back because Sweden, I mean, historically Sweden has been one of the best teams in the World Cup. And last year they they threw out a dud. So <laughs> yeah, it's good though. It's all good. Uh, Apparently Elieville and Lulcish are like really good. Yeah, yeah. So... The hype is around that tank line right there for Sweden. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to playoffs. We're here, Joe. We're finally here. The playoffs are happening. For sure, they're going to happen today. Uh, I'm so excited. The journey to Philadelphia begins. That's what it says on the Overwatch League website. But me and you, Joe, we made playoff brackets. Um, so do we just want to go through those? Sure. Yeah. Um, and I guess first I'll I'll introduce that with um, since um, since our last show, last time we did predictions, we went through and um, looked back at our uh, stage playoffs prediction brackets that we also did um, and awarded us more points because we're all about the points and the competition and predictions here on this show. Um, awarded us more points based on how our stage playoffs predictions went as well. Um, and actually, as as uh, as luck would have it, um, going through those, and we, we come back here at the end of the season, going into the playoffs, and we're tied. We are tied. We both have fifty eight uh, prediction points from this season. Um, so I think our plan is, yeah, that we've we've made an initial bracket here uh, for this first week, but then I uh, hopefully every day uh, after every day of competition, we're going to modify it if we need to and award points. Uh, based on the matches that we predicted, so that way we can we have the chance for um, uh, lots more points to come, um, and see how it goes. But yeah, it's gonna be good, and we have playoff brackets. It's true. Yes, we do have playoff brackets. Uh, Joe, thank you for making these uh, beautiful graphics, um, and thank you. For- oh, and it's again thanks to the uh, that one bracket generator guy. Yes, thank you, playoff bracket generator guy. You are amazing. Uh, but yeah, thanks for also going back and getting those points up. Um, we're tied, which is, it's exciting. We'll see who has the better bracket. Um, but let's go through, I guess the first round games first, cause those are the only games we know are for sure going to be happening today and Friday. So let's start with today, four o'clock soul dynasty plays the Vancouver Titans and soul dynasty. Last we talked about them at the beginning of this show. We both think they're pretty good now in this meta, especially with Fleta, because he is meta. And they go up against Vancouver Titans, who have always been meta. They've been great in every meta. Um, this time now, I'm trying to think, who's their Doomfist player again? Who plays Doomfist for Vancouver Titans? Um, Has anyone pulled up? Because who plays DPS for Vancouver Titans? <laughs> Someone Sue and Hacksaw and... Uh, that other guy from London Spitfire that I can't remember his name right now. 
Uh, Hureg? Yeah, Hureg. Um, yeah, it might be Hureg that plays the Doomfist. Might be. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like Vancouver might just pull out Genji again, like they did at the beginning of the last meta. They they were just like, all right, let's just pull out Genji. Um, but yeah, I, uh, we both have Titans winning this one, Joe. Um, and it's hard. We it's do. hard not to pick against the Titans. Is mainly my reason. I don't know how they're going to be in this meta yet. We haven't seen them Stitch in it. also. Oh yes, Stitch. <laughs> Sorry, but yes, that's. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, you're right. It is it is hard to predict with these teams. I mean, you know, we both thought um, Seoul was or that uh, Guangzhou was going to handily make it, but that was before we saw um, you know Seoul in the Sigma meta. So I think after after this week in particular, we this week we'll have um, every team play once, and half the teams are playing twice this week. Um, and so after that, it'll be a lot easier, I think. To uh, we'll have a better impression of how teams are actually handling themselves oh yeah um and yeah I, I mean i think it's just the safe bet to go with vancouver here so that's what i'm doing i, I gotta be you in these prediction points joe um next game i like gladiators versus song joe spark my boys the la gladiators versus versus the spark Sparkmen who have been uh, fairly inconsistent the spark spark people um they are sometimes very good and other times they are not good. Um, and I think it's at the beginning of metas where they are most not good. Uh, I think they eventually can pick it up. So I think, I think I got to give them a loss with this first one, Joe, I'm going to go with gladiators. Yeah. Um, that's also what I picked here for this, this match. I mean, it's four versus five, you know, technically, Hangzhou's got the edge, but um, you, you know whether it's my my age old bias against Hangzhou or what. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think um, maybe it'll be maybe it'll come down to experience and endurance um, for the Gladiators. And granted, you know it's a um, relatively young team in some roles too. But um, but, but uh, that's where I'm I'm casting my vote. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's also tough because LA Gladiators, historically, not very good in playoff games. Stage playoffs, last year playoffs. Uh, so th- this could be a Hangzhou Spark victory here, um, which would sadden me as a, as a Gladiators fan. Um, but I'm going to go with Gladiators for now. I'm confident in the boys. Next game is the first first game we differentiate in as far as our picks go. And that is the London Spitfire versus New York Excelsior, which out of these four games is the one I'm most hyped for. Um, but in all honesty, I would not be surprised if London Spitfire dominated this match because of New York's historic, awful playoffs strategy. <laughs> I'm just going to call it a strategy. Um and London, I think, are turning up in this in this meta. They looked really good. I think Shanghai Dragons was one of the best teams in this meta, and they ended up beating Shanghai Dragons. And I think everyone is super hype on London right now. Apparently, they're killing it in scrims. I mean, it's playoff time. This is when London turns up last year. They're going to do it again this year is, is what most people are predicting. So I'm going London Spitfire to beat New York Excelsior in this match. I just can't trust NYXL in playoffs. 
Yeah, and um, and like I said, it, or I didn't say it, but like you sort of implied, as much as it pains me to say it, um, the yeah, uh, I am tentatively picking New York here in the first round, actually, over London. Um, and granted, like I said, this is before we've seen um, New York in this meta, and obviously London we have. Um, but but I think this is a step. Uh, for sure towards uh, what New York is more comfortable doing. Uh, I, I mean, Mono and Mecco, I see no problem um, between the two of them conquering the Arisa Sigma. Um, we're getting back into to fun McCree and Farah and, and, and Doomfist play. Like we've seen from uh, uh, from New York DPS players as well, that uh, and granted, as long as they can not choke, I think that's the <laughs> That's the kicker here, um, and in fact, through my bracket, I don't have uh, uh, New York going terribly far. I guess I have them losing in losers round three, um, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit sooner than that. But the point being that I think it's certainly possible for the, for them to actually play to their seed for once here, uh, which is a little sad that I have to say that, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, at least tentatively, we're going for New York, and we're going to see what happens. Okay, um, I agree. I think they have a good chance to be good in this meta. I'm just New York and playoffs don't mix well ever since last year. <laughs> uh, Atlanta Reign, San Francisco's are shocked. This is actually a pretty hype game too, because last we saw the Atlanta Reign, they couldn't lose a game in stage four. They went seven and zero. Very San Francisco shock esque. If you ask me, pretty dominant. Uh, and I think this might have been a match we would have saw as the stage four finals if that existed. So we now get that. Um, and it's true. I mean, we got a new meta here. So Atlanta Rain might not be as dominant. I mean, but do, do you think they could pull off this upset, Joe? The upset from uh, Atlanta, yeah, I think. Uh, well, spoiler alert! I think it looks like we both picked shock for the series, <laughs> but, uh, um, but, but yeah, I think you're right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a close one. I think, um, especially the second half of the season, Atlanta has has earned their playoff spot. Uh, well, and even the first half of the season, really, they were they were still a pretty decent team. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm not convinced that uh, that they're gonna take the upset over uh, number three shock, um, and it just comes down to. Uh, uh, what is it going to come down to? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, like like the Gladiators match, I think it might it might end up being some experience. Um, I don't have any trouble um, trusting the shock in a long series, in a high pressure series. Um, uh, unlike you know any we've really seen from Atlanta yet. Um, so, you know, so maybe it comes all the way down to that. I don't know, but um, I th- yeah, I think you got to give the edge to shock here a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. I I mean, I think if this happened last stage in the stage finals, I think Shock even would have probably pulled out against Atlanta Rain. But um, I think it's unfortunate that for Atlanta that this is the team they're playing in the first round because I, I, if you, I mean, if you go on Twitter and look at my bracket right now, spoiler alert, but I have Shock winning it all. I like Shock the most out of any team here. So very unfortunate first matchup for Atlanta Rain. Even if they were the second best team, they would be losing to the Shock, uh, which I don't think they're the second best team. But um, yeah, I got to go Shock. <laughs> um, some unfortunate placement for the Atlanta Rain there. Uh, should we do semifinals first or should we? Well, how is it going to play out? Are they going to play semifinals first um, or second? 
They're playing four days this week. So the first day is the first two quarterfinals. Second day is the second two. Third day is the losers round one. And the fourth day is the semifinals. Okay, so yeah. all of that will happen this week. Okay. So let's start off with losers round one then. Um, our first one is the same, which is the Soul Dynasty versus the Hangzhou Spark. But our choices are different. Who did you pick, Joe? Uh, yeah, so I picked Seoul, um, and uh, uh, I've, this is like the third time I've I've talked about the the known quantity versus the unknown quantity, uh, but and we know that Seoul is really good. Um, uh, I mean, because we know that Guangzhou is really good, and they beat Guangzhou relatively handily. Um, and I th- I think, like I said, they're uh, they're losing in the first round to Vancouver, um, but even though it's um, you know an eight and a four um, dynasty versus versus Hangzhou, I don't think. Um, I don't think it's that far fetched to say that that Seoul comes out with this. And again, it depends on how the the boys in pink and blue look. Um, uh, you know, in in the first round in, in uh, uh tonight actually, I guess they're the second match tonight. But um, but yeah, I don't think it's that that far of a stretch. Um, uh, considering how well uh, Seoul played in um in the play-ins, uh, that they're able to take this one off of Hangzhou. Yeah. Um. I think this one could go either way. I think this is a close one. Uh, I happen to think the the boys in pink and blue are going to be turning up for this one. Um, I picked them, which I mean, I think it's going to be a close one. I think both both these teams are are, are pretty good. It, it would knock the dynasty out of the I think both of them have been plagued with a little bit of consistency issues with that throughout the season. They're pretty similar teams, uh, but I'm going to go spark on this one. Um, next is we have different matchups for this one. You have London Spitfire facing the Atlanta rain. I have the New York Excelsior facing the Atlanta rain, but we both have the Atlanta rain exiting the playoffs. Um, very good team in stage four. Both of us have them booted right away. One of the first two teams to leave. Is it the side of the bracket they're on? What is it, Joe? I mean, they are coming in, you know, uh, pretty close to the bottom of uh, of the seats. So yeah, that that's certainly part of it. Um, obviously, taking the number six spot, just barely escaping uh, relegation to the play-ins. But uh, but yeah, whether it is New York, um, I, I think I would have um, probably given given it to New York too if New York had been down there for me, uh, or whether it's London. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, that they're going to have what it takes to, to move past that initially. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's my analysis, other than the, the the little tiny bit that I've said for literally every match, talking about how good London is, and we've already seen them. But <laughs> yeah, I mean... But uh, that won't be as, as big of a factor moving past that, that first round, though. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> In your bracket, I think... In my opinion, they face the two teams that I have in my grand finals, Shock and Spitfire. So, <laughs> in your bracket, it I, it I I think that's no knock for the Atlanta Rain whatsoever. They're just facing two of the best teams, um, and I have them losing to the Excelsior because uh, of what Joe said a little bit earlier about them in this meta. I think they'll be good with Sigma Orissa, um, but I. I don't know. I just see Excelsior giving us a little shimmer of hope there after 
after they lose their first playoff game, they're going to be like, oh, they everyone's going to be, be like, well, my God, they won a playoff game. This could be Excelsior's year. Um, but you'll have to see the rest of my bracket to see if that happens. Uh, semifinals uh, in the winner's bracket is what we're going to be seeing on Sunday. And we almost have the same semifinals matches, but we do have this first semifinals match is the same. The Titans versus the Gladiators. Uh, they face twice in the season. Gladiators couldn't win either one. Can Gladiators do it this time in a playoff format, though, Joe? Yeah, so that's that's the question. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Titans Gladiators are obviously both having won the first round, uh, moving into competition on Sunday. Um, uh, I've given it to the Titans here that um, uh, just for the the sake of um, the, the strength that I expect them to have coming into this, um, obviously this, this doesn't put the gladiators out yet. And in fact, uh, looking ahead, I have them winning two more matches before going out in losers finals. But, um, but, but yeah, I think, um, it's, it's a matter of whether, um, the gladiators can adapt to, uh, to the constraints of, of what uh, they'll be facing here. I think it's definitely possible. Uh, this definitely isn't um, an unwinnable game for, for Los Angeles at all. Um, but again, you just sort of are obligated to give the edge uh, to Vancouver here in, in this matchup. Oh yeah. I'm with you. Um, I mean, they got, it's just, it's just hard for me to put that much, put that much trust in the gladiators to be, to win this game. I think when it comes down to it, the gladiators are a top five team. Obviously they're the fifth seed, but they are nothing but the fifth seed. They just can't, they can't reach to that elite. They can't beat the Titans. That's the reason why they're fifth seed. So while they're a great team, I I don't think they're going to be able to, to, to reach that height quite yet. Next game. Um, we have different matchups, but we have the same result. Um, it's, Shock versus Excelsior for you and Shock versus Spitfire for me. Um, Shock's going to win. Spoiler. I think Shock is a very good team. Whether the, I mean, I think the matchup's a little bit harder in my bracket. Shock versus Spitfire. Um, but I, I like Shock to win this one. Move on to that winner's bracket finals. Yeah, and I think they proved... Um in the the latter half of uh, the first season that even when they're not absolutely dominating the league, they're still super consistent um, and, and you, you can expect uh, good things out of them. And I think um, my matchup against New York, um, I, I think that's, it's the consistency that that's going to win them the series. I, I'm, um, I'm predicting, but uh, uh, it, it, even, even yours against London, I think that's going to be, um, if it comes out that way, that's going to be a much closer series, honestly. Um, even though it's you know two and three versus three and seven, um, but, but, yeah, I do I do think Shock Spitfire might end up being closer than than Shock New York would be. But either way, uh, Shock's coming out with it. Yeah, I mean, you, Shock just has so much depth of talent; it's crazy. I mean that that is a full roster of all stars there. So. That's one of the main reasons why I can trust them in any meta, uh, even if we haven't seen them in it quite yet. So I just trust the shock. I trust the shock will be good in the playoffs. 
but yeah, that's this weekend's games. That's our predictions. If you want to see our full brackets, you can go onto our Twitter at on the flank show. Uh, we got our full brackets up there, full brackets predictions, but every week we will be making new predictions basically. Um, I guess every day we'll be making new predictions, right, Joe? So after the after Friday, yeah, and, and we could have just done it. <laughs> we could have just tweeted, you know, the first round and then the second round, but that would have been too easy. So yeah, we're gonna reform our brackets every time. Yeah, um, and yeah, I'll hope to post those every day. Cool. Uh, thank you, Jeff, for that. But yeah, we'll. So after quarterfinals, we'll we'll post new brackets based off of whether or not. So do we have to? If I get everything right, I don't even have to do a new bracket. It's true. Wow. <laughs> well, unless I guess you, um, you want to change picks in the second round based on, like, if you suddenly think that oh, so I'm allowed uh, to that London's going to be better than Chuck or something. I don't know. Okay, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, well, so that's how we're going to do it. We think that's the best way to do it. The best way to to add up our prediction points and see who wins the prediction championship between me and Joe here at the end of the season, um, which is, and then we'll come up with something to do for that. I don't know. Yeah, we definitely should. <laughs> we definitely should come up with something. Um, but yeah, that's, that's more exciting than the actual grand finals. If you ask me, I don't know why <laughs> the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know why no one's talking about how talking about our picks, talking about who's going to win this. I mean, it's been a tight race all year. Come on guys. We're the we're the analysts. Uh, I've been the underdog for most of it, so maybe I come back in, and and take it. Now. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I think I think more people are rooting for the underdog here, Joe. People are rooting for you. People should tweet at us. Tweet at us who you're rooting for to win this whole thing. I wanna I wanna see all, who who's a fan of who. I wanna see who thinks Joe's gonna win. Who thinks I'm gonna win? Um, and if you pick me, you're right. So. <laughs> you better pick me. There you go. Anything else to talk about this week before we sign off here? Um, I think I assume we mentioned that we're probably getting rookie of the year um and MVP of the season coming out this week, so that's cool. Yeah. Um you can still buy your London Spitfire Winston skin for like ten more days or something. Yeah, that's a good skin. So go out there and buy it. Uh uh, that's about it, I think. Okay. Well, if you want to follow us on social media, my personal Twitter is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. Our show Twitter is at On the Flank Show, as I mentioned before. Our brackets up there. Our MVPs are up there. Everything is up there. Thank you. Thanks to Joe. You can email us. You can tweet at us. Email us on the flank show at gmail.com. Um, or you can tweet at us. If you have any topics you'd like us to talk about or you're listening to this in one way, if you'd like to listen to it in another, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co, my personal YouTube, which is John George. You're most likely going to be able to find that via my Twitter, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play all carry this podcast. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy the first week of the 2019 playoffs. <laughs>